Hey everyone, welcome to Lessons with Mike. I'm here today with a very special guest. She is a, a tattoo artist and a world traveler. Please welcome Chloe to the program. Hello. So Chloe, you just got back from a trip, is that right? Yes, I did. I went to Japan and Taiwan this time. Tell me about it. How was that? It was wonderful. I've been to uh, Japan uh, three times now. This time we spent uh, two weeks in Japan and one week in Taiwan. Okay. okay. Taiwan is uh, the first time I, I went and it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of the photos you posted. It looks so fun seeing all the wildlife and, and going back to some of your earlier travels um, uh, in, South in South Africa with the elephants. It's so cool. And I will be posting more about Japan. And this time we've been doing a lot of love, a lot of different cities all at once. We spent, we've been doing like one city per day. So there's a lot of uh, new pictures that is going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you there for? Uh, Japan, two weeks and uh, Taiwan, one week. Okay, cool, cool. And so how did, how did this start? Like when, when, what was the first place you, you visited? Well, we first arrived in uh, Tokyo, and the first day, the first day we arrived, we arrived at 7 a.m. We took a, a train, and just to say for people who want to go in, in Japan, there is a JR uh, rail pass, a pass that lets you take pretty much all the Shinkansen and train that you want uh, to take uh, to go in Japan. It can be a pass for one week, a pass for two weeks or three weeks. And it's very exclusive for tourists and very cheap compared to the price that Japan people, uh, Japanese people pay for their own travel. So it's really worth it. So we did that for two weeks in Japan. Nice. So the first day we went to see Mount Fuji. And then the day after we went to see the snow monkeys at Jigokudani. And from that point, we were doing cities going to the in the middle of Japan, more uh, in Osaka. And mm -hmm. from that point, we went more to the uh, west part until Nagasaki and some islands like Goto and Tsushima. And after that, we went to Okinawa, which is in the southernmost islands. Nice. In Japan. So now, we've seen a lot. <laughs> that's so cool. I have never been outside of uh, my country. I'm from America, and I've always <laughs> wanted to go traveling. I, I love how other countries have so many uh trains and subways and rail stations you don't have a lot of that over here it's so interesting to me well it's very rare like uh outside of japan i've never been to a country that's whose train uh station is so well done okay, and wow. you're lucky to be in america because i've been a lot of uh, time and there's so much to see in the united states that you don't feel like you need to go outside i can <laughs> kind of guess and understand that <laughs> there's there is a whole lot here what parts of america have you been to uh, mostly on the west, that's my favorite spot, uh, Arizona, Utah, uh, uh, Colorado, like a lot of places. It's all on the Instagram if you check it out. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Well, my favorite part that I've been to is southern Florida where the Everglades are. And oh. So cool down there. I don't know if uh, you're familiar with it. But you yeah, I've just... been there. <laughs> You've been? <laughs> I've but, been, yeah. I, I think the thing I love most about Florida is to see the manatee. I don't know if you know about the springs. Yes. I've never seen one. I, every time I go down there, I look for them, but I never see them. It's awesome. There's a lot of crocodiles too. So the, the nature there is like crazy. Oh, so much nature. It's beautiful. <laughs> Alligators, crocodiles, snakes, yes. all kinds of fun things. And I love animals. So I really want to go 
one of my uh, dream destinations is to go to Africa and go on a safari. I would love that. Well, if you want me to talk about South Africa, I must yeah. say uh, we've been to South Africa uh, last December and I've, I've been to a lot of places with my boyfriend, a lot of places that are more hard to travel to. And this time is the first time that I felt some um, more in danger. Like, I love the trip, I love going to South Africa, but I wouldn't recommend it to people whose it's the first time they travel. It, it's dangerous. You need to know how to get around stuff. <laughs> what was dangerous? Well, it was the cities, like going to oh, the yeah. safaris and uh, the landscape and everything, that was no trouble. It, at least it was mostly a travel for that this time. But when we got to the cities, for example, we arrived in Cape Town at night time and we thought that like Cape Town was pretty, pretty touristy, so it was safe. So we got out at night to go to bars and restaurants. And we kind of understood that time that going outside during nighttime is a bad idea. Yeah, we uh, got uh, fo uh, followed and uh, surrounded, but we noticed it uh, soon enough that we just got inside the first hotel we passed. So those people That's just good. I'm glad, on I'm the glad way. Yeah, well, it's not our first travel, so we're kind of good to see that, that stuff. And, yeah. and uh, when we went to Johannesburg, uh, we wanted to visit like like where, where whatever we do uh, in any uh, normal city, but we couldn't. Like uh, we had to take a taxi or Uber to every uh, destination we wanted because otherwise we would get, get surrounded again during daytime. And the only time we tried to just walk from one place to another, the five seconds after we went uh, outside of a touristy point, we got surrounded, the same thing. And uh, again, the same time we, we got out of that situation very quickly, but yeah, it's dangerous. And oh. when we were talking to uh, locals there, they were getting harassed and pepper spray and then it got their stuff stolen like in, in their everyday life so it's, uh, it's, it's something <laughs> that's for sure you definitely have to be careful when you when you go on these trips yeah <laughs> and suddenly the situation in south africa is very very dire so it's not like the future is not going it's not looking well for them sadly that's very unfortunate i hope things hope things get better i'm glad you're, you're safe you said uh, you went with your boyfriend. Did you meet him on one of your trips? No, no, no. We've met uh, in CJF in Quebec. That's like uh, the part of school before university. Okay. So we've known each other for more than 10 years now. <laughs> Have you? That is so cool that you've been together that long. That's incredible. <laughs> and, and you're from Quebec. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. How, what is what is it like in there? I mean, um, I know there's lots of places up there in Canada you can travel to. Uh, there's lots of bears and uh, and other and other sea life you can see. Did you ever see anything there? Well, uh, it's not for nothing that I just moved to British Columbia. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, like uh, we like Quebec. We like we loved li living in Montreal. I spent all of my childhood there, but it's pretty much the same landscape all over again the same lake with the same tree flatlands yeah. and if you want to see something different you need to drive like eight hours in quebec oh, okay. or to go in ontario so well we got bored of it and that's why we came here and also in montreal it's very it's like eight months of winter you don't see the snow it's it's kind of depressive <laughs> to be honest but it's like 
I'm just glad to have moved, but it's still it's still a beautiful city to to visit as a tourist okay, <laughs> during cool, summer. Cool. Uh, in the part of uh, America I live, I live on the East Coast, and most of it is the same. I live in a pretty rural area, and mm. about an hour from the city, uh, from one of the big cities. But it's pretty much the same consistently for a while, so I get that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, uh, right now, uh, I live in Kamloops, which which is in a desert, mm -hmm. and it's sunny all time. Like even when they forecast like rain, there's no rain. So. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> the weather here makes no sense because one day it could be 70 degrees, the next day it could be 40 degrees. It, it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, the same happened in Montreal. So yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> Do you speak French because uh, you grew up in Quebec? Did they teach you French? Oh yeah, that's why I have a huge accent there. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you got a little bit of an accent. Okay, quick, say something in French. Bonjour, comment vous allez-vous? Uh, comment allez-vous? <laughs> okay, now for those of you listening, I can't speak French, so it's your job to translate that for me. <laughs> I just say hi. How how are you doing? <laughs> oh, okay. And you have a tattoo shop, right, in um, British Columbia? Yes. How long have you have been into that? In tattooing, I've been into that for nine years now, and I just opened my shop uh, eight months ago. That's so cool. I've seen some of your tattoos. So. What's the strangest tattoo that you've ever done? <laughs> People often ask me that, but to be honest, I haven't done much of like weird tattoos. Usually weird tattoos, they're more, they're smaller tattoos and mm -hmm. I usually do big ones. So people don't really invest that much money on the joke. <laughs> okay. So you do a lot of like art pieces typically. Uh, yeah, it's uh, all realistic or Japanese-style tattoos, and it's usually, this, for realism, for example, it's usually the style that takes the longest to do, so it's oh, yeah. a lot of appointments and a lot of uh, big budget for the clients. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Like, how long do one of your sessions take, typically? Well, to give you an example, an entire sleeve in realism, and, with, and if you see my stuff, it's very, very, very detailed, it could take easily like 16 appointments of five hours okay wow wow that's a, that's a lot of dedication and i've seen yes. some of your stuff it's very cool stuff for sure if i'm ever in canada i'll have to stop by yeah maybe for a smaller one <laughs> <laughs> a small one yeah uh one of my friends uh, that i've had on this program before he had a tattoo uh of the words new tattoo on his chest so he'd be like hey you want to see my new tattoo and it would be that <laughs> You didn't regret that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he does, but I thought it was cool. It was funny at the time. It is. It is. If it's well done, he, he'll like it. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a joke that you can use for forever. <laughs> so, what trip do you have planned next? Uh, we're going to go to Colombia um, in autumn and then uh, Vietnam next year. That is so cool. It's so cool. So, you've been... To, how many countries have you been to? I have no idea. I stopped counting. <laughs> I, <have> no <laughs> I guess it'd be easier to count the ones you haven't been to at this point. Oh, no, no. There's still a lot of countries in the world, <laughs> but uh, like maybe 30. I don't know. That's so cool. That uh, So what, what was the first uh, traveling experience outside of, the, uh, outside of Canada? Well, I was, I think, four or six years old, so mm -hmm. I don't really remember that okay. much it was is england and my mother was a travel agent so oh okay 
I I've been uh, yeah. traveling as a child pretty often too. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. That's how you got able to uh, were able to experience so many things. Uh, well, I've been traveling more with my boyfriend for sure, and uh, like with my parents was mostly in Europe and sometimes one once a, a year in the summertime. Not always. So most okay. of my travel, like everything that's on my Instagram, it's been from ten years. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. That's really cool. So, have you ever been to Australia? Yes, I've been, but only to Perth. Which, only to Perth. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen like kangaroos, but I haven't seen the the outback or like Sydney. <laughs> oh, my wife, uh, she went to Sydney one year uh, okay. before before we were married, and it was such a cool experience. We were dating at the time, and she kept sending me photos. I was so jealous. I'd love to go to Australia. The wildlife there—it's fantastic. There's so much stuff there to do. What's keeping you from going outside? Uh, well, right now I'm focusing on, you know, saving money. Uh, and hopefully the idea is I can retire relatively early and then spend the rest of my life exploring the world. Well, I like uh, there's a lot of people that's what they're aiming for. And sadly, I've seen a lot of like elderly people who wanted to do that and they can't because they're not in a good enough shape anymore. Yeah. So be careful with that. Like like uh, yeah, sure. you you don't need a lot of money to travel just to tell you like i'm be, i'm i'm able to do all of that travel because my boyfriend is kind of a nerd about aviation and oh, yeah? he gets us really really cheap fares for traveling for japan for example it's been it cost us 600 bucks to get there oh that's not even that's not that bad at all and that's canadian bucks so it's a lot cheaper than us <laughs> <laughs> i try to do a lot of things locally in the states that are around me. like i've been skydiving have, mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun and oh, that's been, good i've been to like a lot of states and a lot of different things around me so when i run out of things to do that are around me then i'll try going out of the country i actually i'm going out of the country for the first time later this year i'm going to the bahamas so that'll be exciting oh good for you <laughs> yeah but so you're whole, escaping I, I am escaping yes <laughs> but the whole process i don't know how it is in canada but uh uh, the whole getting a passport process is so like it's so difficult here because like I had to make an appointment and I called them a month ago and I tried to make my appointment and the earliest appointment I could get is not until June. Yeah, well, uh, like the same thing happened in Canada with COVID. Like mm -hmm. they stopped doing passports and and kind of that stuff during. Oh no, no, no. Well, people stopped renewing their passport during the COVID times. So. Mm -hmm. uh, when uh, the, uh, the border is finally open, everybody wanted their passport at the same time. So there was a bit of an overload and mm -hmm. there was no longer administration to contain that overload. So yeah, we've had that type problem since COVID, but it's getting better. And well, I mean, getting a passport for me is like getting a health card. It's not that much of a trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, for me, it was a little harder because I had to track down my birth certificate and all these other things. Yeah. But I'm hoping, hopefully when I get that and when I go on this trip later this year, I'm hoping more trips can come after that, but we'll see. I'm, I'm hopeful. Of course. And if you want to come to Canada, come in British Columbia. It's the most beautiful province. Mm -hmm. And like, have you ever been to like one of the, the islands in Canada up north that are pretty remote? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the most beautiful island I've been to is uh, Magdalene Island. It's actually part of Quebec, even if it's like, really far from the rest of Quebec province. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and it's all like red cliff all around the island it's really really beautiful and people are just so welcoming there one that's one thing i've noticed whenever i go to a new place uh the strangers are so are so welcoming like uh when i was in uh a part of florida earlier this year i, I like just walking around so many people would stop up to me hey do you need anything hey are you okay it's like yeah yeah i'm fine <laughs> well i have that feeling with americans a lot too to be yeah. honest the you're very welcoming at in neutral <laughs> I try to be welcoming. I try to be, but I guess it depends on where you go. There's there's going to be good and bad people wherever you go, for sure. But you got to stay. So do you have any like really dangerous things that have happened to you or scary things while you were traveling? Well, no, as I told you, uh, South Africa was like the most uh, dangerous danger I've been to. And it was more the fact that the danger prevented me to, for, to actually travel as I wanted that, that bordered me. Mm -hmm. outside of that not not really no <laughs> that's good that's good uh when the lockdowns and everything happened were you were you outside of the country at that point or were you were you in Canada? yes i was i was in india and that was our first experience of oh wow uh, like the majority of the places we've done in india in india the covid hadn't hit yet but then we went to kerala and they had their first cases of COVID ever there. And everybody was wearing masks. And we're like, okay, it started. And then oh, just wow. after that, we went to Singapore and they have been dealing with COVID with, uh, since uh, late uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. So like the COVID measures were fully uh, in place there and there were nobody in the, the streets. So we kind of experienced COVID before it happened. <laughs> wow. Did you have any trouble getting back into Canada? No, not at all. It That's really great. was before uh, any Canadian had any knowledge about COVID. <laughs> like oh, we wow, came back wow. into Canada, there was, it still wasn't a thing. <laughs> wow. So you got like to experience it before everyone else to get, get a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> But I mean, like it started in 2019, so a lot of people experienced it before uh -huh. North America or Europe. So that's true, because I remember it wasn't a thing for me, because uh, I was in my final year of college when this was going on, and mm -hmm. it was March of my final year that the rest of the semester got canceled or moved online, and so yeah, it wasn't until much later that then the things started getting pretty serious or taken seriously over in America. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I think it was around March 2020 that uh, the, it hit in uh, Quebec. And it hit very, very hard in Quebec. Like in the CHSLD where there's old people, uh, like retirements places, mm -hmm. over like 50% of uh, the, the old the residents died in some places. Oh, that's, that's tragic. Yeah, over here in the area where I live, since, like I said earlier, it's a pretty rural area, mm -hmm. not a whole lot of cases. But if you go into the big city area, it was it was pretty significant over there. That's probably because we have more people living in a, in a close area. Fortunately, none of my family died from COVID. I, I got it. Uh, I'm actually the only member of my family that I'm of my like immediate family to get it. Uh, my brother didn't get it. Uh, my mother didn't get it. Uh, but, but I got it somehow. So. Well, good for you. Well, I mean, good I for your family. Yeah. Did, did you ever get it? Oh, yeah. I, I know nobody who didn't get it in uh, Montreal. 
nobody in my, my friends, nobody in my uh, my family. My dad, uh, it created like an inflammation in his, his brain and he had to go to the hospital for one week. So, you know, we, I know a client who lost her dad, her dad so we got it really bad in Montreal, as I told you. Oh, no. Yeah. Are things finally starting to loosen to, with the restrictions? Are things getting back to normal? Well, the, the government just uh, let the restriction, like, they, they stopped their, all of the restrictions, and, like, people are still dying. It's oh, like oh. COVID's not there, but it's still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things where I'm not a scientist, so I don't know how you get rid of a whole virus, but I feel like as long as the virus is around, it'll, it'll continue to be around. And like, I, I don't see that it ever stopping. I feel like people will always get it because unfortunately, I, in my opinion, not everyone will get vaccinated. And a lot of people that won't really should get vaccinated, but they just won't do it for whatever reason. And as long as you have a, a group of people, a significant group of people, the virus, I think, will continue to have a place where it can stay dormant and, and mutate and grow and evolve and come back. So it's something we kind of have to be on the lookout for going forward, I think. Well, of course, like, for example, when I work, I always wear a mask uh, to protect my clients first. Mm -hmm. So I still like even if the measures or the restrictions aren't uh, uh, followed anymore in Canada. I'm still doing some myself just to protect people around me. And uh, well, we've been able to eradicate some uh, illness already with vaccination in the the past. But with COVID, the fact that it was politicized so much, particularly in the states. Sorry about that, but that happened. I think yeah, just that is going to prevent COVID for ever dying uh -huh. for sure. I do want to ask you, uh, your first time traveling out outside of the country after COVID was was it scary? Did you uh, did you notice? Like, where did you go your first time after? I don't even remember, so I don't think it was that much of a bother. Like the, okay, the fact so that I, I kind of experienced it before in India first in Singapore, uh, uh -huh. it was good, and uh, I got a lot of my travels uh, canceled during the COVID. Like. Uh, one travel in Japan, one travel in Peru. I lost like everything, all the tickets, and the airliners went bankrupt. So I never saw that money oh, again. No. Oh, no. Uh, and uh, since we were stuck in Canada, that was the first time we started visiting Canada because to go to one place to another in Canada is very, very expensive actually. So people usually just go in another country instead of traveling in our own country. And that's why uh, we started to travel more in uh, Alberta and uh, British Columbia. And that's why we ended up moving to British Columbia in the end, because we found a place that we liked. I had a trip scheduled for Mammoth Cave. It's a part of America. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's in Kentucky. It's the largest network of, under of underground cave systems. And I believe at least this part of the world, maybe not the whole world, but at least the this hemisphere. And it's such a cool place. I've always wanted to go. I had my trip booked. I had the hotel room and everything booked. And literally the day before I was scheduled to go out there, uh, the governor of Kentucky decided to close the national parks and the state parks. So I couldn't, couldn't go to that. I'm still bummed about that. But maybe maybe I'll get to go one of these days. <laughs> to tell you, uh, I was supposed to go to um, uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. 
two times actually. Uh, we scheduled a travel uh, during COVID, so it got canceled because of COVID. And the second time, we got COVID, so we couldn't go. <laughs> so I think it's like a cursed place. We are never going to be able to visit, but <laughs> it's happening. Well, uh, that you're protected from whatever is in there then. <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> thank you so much for being here i've really really enjoyed talking with you to everyone listening i hope you enjoyed this i hope you learned something from it and uh, i hope you travel <laughs> yes please travel like just talking to you makes me want to go schedule more trips right now <laughs> of course please do that <laughs> all right well thanks chloe again for being here thanks everyone for listening uh share this program with your friends with the world and go travel, go explore, live life. I mean, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow, so go out and live. <laughs> Thank you for having me, and have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.